Welcome to the Land Your Bet Sports Betting Podcast. Josh Lander coming with two games here on Thursday in the semifinals of the in-season tournament in the NBA. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to blame everything that's going on right now in the the, uh, NBA betting world, for me especially, on the in-season tournament. But I am. So that's why I went one and two yesterday because I didn't know. No, that's not true. Yesterday I went one and two because of me. Why would I pick Spencer Dinwiddie? Why would I play uh, play Clay Thompson's over in a game against the Portland Trailblazers that was clearly a trap game and not just a bad matchup even for the Warriors? I don't know. Uh, I, I was I was made a fool, honestly. Th- those were dumb. I apologize to you guys immediately in the YouTube comments. It won't be happening again. Dinwiddie might have been on a solid run. He still was the uh, point guard. But, of course, he just starts the game 0 for 6 in his shooting when we need him to get 23 and a half, more than that. Points and assists, that's 24 and a half at the time. It even went down. Scrub bet, scrub play, won't do it again. SGA was a sharp play because the under-rebounds and assists hit, even though the points over hit, which I told you I was scared of the points because of the way that he plays against Dylan Brooks. Had that read, maybe I should have just given you that bet. No, I should have just had better plays. Either way, Clay Thompson did not go over because it was a bad matchup with the Blazers. We roll on. We're still up in this individual solo show here on Land Your Bets. Also have eight picks each and every day with Nate Weitzer on the Coast to Coast podcast on the lines.com's YouTube page. So if you want to see some of those picks over there, I'm bringing you a few different ones over here from time to time, uh, as well as just my favorite ones because some some of them are Nate's, some of them are mine. And uh, I bring you all of mine plus a couple bonus ones. Also continue to follow along on Twitter. I am bringing live bets there. Hit the Jaime Hawkes over uh, live yesterday. Also hit the Shaden Sharp over live yesterday. Let's get into the first best bet here and wash yesterday's taste out of our mouth uh, if we can. We've got a same game parlay that we're starting out with. I really enjoyed this one in the last Bucks game. So let's go from the Bucks and Pacers game. Giannis 30 plus points. Halle Baby. Tyrese Halliburton, 25-plus points. Damian Lillard, 25-plus points. This one's pretty simple. Giannis dominates this team. He dominates the interior. This team cannot defend the interior in the Indiana Pacers. Uh, It's just always going to be a bad matchup. This is one of those games where you can kind of blindly hit Giannis. He's always liable to get a triple-double against a team like the Pacers, against a team like the Hawks, against a team like the Wizards, teams that don't defend the four at all. Jalen Smith was a better defender than Obi is. I lied. Aaron Neesmith is turning into a good defender. We'll see if Rick Carlisle can keep him there at the power forward position for very long. He had an incredible game against the Celtics and contributed heavily. This isn't the Celtics. This is Giannis Antetokounmpo, so not worried about it. I just wanted to give Aaron Neesmith some love there because his minutes have been awesome for this Pacers team, and I expect him to be in the game for a bit longer. You might consider some of his props as well. I'm targeting these three stars because it's it stars out when the when – the, uh, the, the, the stakes are high. So we've got Halliburton uh, as well at 28 points per game. That's what he's averaged during the, the in-season tournament, right? He's just brought it, man. He's probably the in-season tournament uh, MVP right now, which doesn't matter if his team doesn't win the whole thing because that's really what the MVP is going to be predicated upon, which is what I've told you before. But for, for him in this game, it's just once once again, bad matchup for the, the Bucks. Like Dame's not playing defense on the point guards that he's guarding. I don't know that he'll be guarding him too much, but he'll get switched on to Halliburton plenty, especially without um, uh, Pat Connaughton out there. There's no Jay Crowder, who's at least a solid enough wing defender, although he's also waning in his career. But either way, like the the, the defense for the Bucks, it's gotten better, but the strength of it is definitely not where Halliburton's going to play. I also love Halliburton's ability to get into the lane and finish. 
from the floater. Uh, that's something that the Bucks are going to be uh, continue to allow because you can't get all the way to the rim between Brolo, Bobby Portis, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. You're not getting to the all the way to the rim very consistently. If at least two, even if just one of those guys on the floor, much less two of them. So for Halliburton to finish with his floater, he's shooting 63% right now with floaters. Uh, and that's just incredible. He talked about that before last season, coming into this season, that that was something he wanted to improve. And he certainly has. Uh, he's definitely added that as like a lethal weapon, like Steph Curry level field goal percentage from a point guard shooting his floater. So I do like his ability to, to hit that and the three. He's probably gonna have at least three of them in this game. Dude's just been absolutely on fuego from deep. Uh, Indy is also horrible versus the pick and roll. And that's where I'll just finish this point as it pertains to Dame and Giannis, because they're finally doing that pick and roll a little bit more than they were. And that's because they really weren't doing it much at all as you know, it seemed a little bit clunky uh, at times. And I don't think Giannis is always the most comfortable uh, with, you know, coming off the ball as the pick and the role man in the pick and roll. He is used to that sort of as the, the, pick man i'm sorry as the guy with the ball in his hands right he's the guy usually setting up the pick and roll the ball handler with like guys like chris middleton and brolo to make it a really difficult matchup for others but in this situation uh dame is now going to start to do that a bunch more we've seen that in the last three games or so that their pick and roll percentage has increased from the uh frequency that it was prior to the last three games and this is just a, a, an easy matchup to run that against miles turner not very good as the primary defender on the roll man, uh, definitely able to get caught up and switched up. And then we know that Tyrese Halliburton has continued to struggle as a defender. And that's why quick aside, I do defend the De'Aaron Fox uh, sort of defenders and truthers, if you will, who say that it wasn't a bad trade because De'Aaron Fox is actually better on defense. Not great, but he is better. Uh, and that's because Tyrese Halliburton is, is much worse right now. So I am going to uh, go ahead and back all three of these guys to, to really be able to take advantage of the weakest points of the other team's defense with what they do well. We don't know what Dame's going to do. I mean, we, we just watched Giannis drop a ton last time he played this team, but we don't know what Dame's going to do. Uh, the, the 54 without Dame from Giannis, obviously not what you would expect with Dame in there. Both these guys' usage rates up close to 30%, both really high assist percentages. Either way, love them both to score. Uh, and, and there's going to be a ton of points in this game. I don't know if it's going to be 257, like where the total's at, but there's going to be a lot. So uh, we go into best bet number two for Brandon Ingram. Let's just keep this simple. Over 23 and a half points. I don't want to base this bet on how poorly Zion played and how not aggressive he was in the last game, but it's part of it. And we could see it again. Even if we don't see it again, you back Brandon Ingram to score against the Lakers. It's just, it's going to be a revenge narrative for the rest of his life. It's going to be like Tom Brady going up against every quarterback that was ever picked in front of him in that draft. Uh, it's just like he got traded from a team when he was still a rising star and they just, they didn't realize how good of a scorer he could really be. Uh, he's all the way back to doing that uh, since he's really been back from injury, especially. Um, I, I love his higher usage rate and points per game that he scores on the road. I think that's heavily correlated to the fact that it's harder. The, the defense for home teams will often pick up. We see them get motivated. I mean, defense is hustle, man. And you get motivated to hustle when, got, when the, the crowd is cheering for you to do well on defense. It definitely lifts guys up. We see the, the increase uh, for the need for mid-range shots at that point. And the Lakers obviously are the same. Not obviously, but they are. Uh, they follow the same trend of being a better team that uh, on defense at home. BI is going to need to be able to hit that mid-range shot. The things are going to be a little bit diff more difficult to come by around the rim. 
with this Lakers team. It's why I don't really like Joval's stuff in this game. It's just he's going to be needed. Zion's going to be needed around the rim. And B.I. is going to be needed to, to sort of keep the defense honest with that mid-range game, like I said. Trey Murphy being back helps B.I. as well, by the way. Uh, in a couple games with him back this season, he's upped his, shoot, his uh, numbers to nearly 30 points per game because of the fact that Trey Murphy helps spread the floor, which also helps that mid-range game that I was talking about. You can't really just collapse on – or double-team, rather – uh, bi at that point if you're going to commit to defending the paint with a couple guys and you're going to commit to uh, making sure the other guys don't shoot threes like trey murphy then you can't commit two guys to brandon ingram as well or you're just going to have three pointers all over the place for the pelicans um, he's gotten 25 plus in every one of these in-season tournament games except for the one against denver uh, which was a wonky game as well but I, just one of them out of the five that he's played so far. So I feel good about the way that they're relying on him on offense in these big playoff style games, right? We do look at these matchups as we, we look at uh, historical playoff numbers as the way that we can sort of use the, the precedence there for this, this type of uh, scenario that we've never seen before with the in-season tournament. We're looking for any kind of edge and that comes from some playoff numbers. And that's where BI uh, is going to continue to be relied upon by this, uh, especially for this offense for the Pels. So, uh, Middleton, this is our first under, we're going under 14 and a half points for Chris Middleton. I know I'm doing that in a game that is going to probably have 200, at least 245, probably 250 in this one. I do think an under is ripe though for 256 and a half. I can in good conscience assume there's going to be that many points scored regardless. The under 14 and a half for Middleton is just really, it's like a volume thing here, man. He's, he's not going to get more than the, the, the amount of time that he's been playing. And that's been about 26 points, even in these in-season tournament games, including the ones they needed to win, like against the Heat, the one that this past one that was single elimination against the Knicks, still only got 26 minutes and scored 14 points in that one um, because that minutes restriction is going to be there for him. Probably should just put that as the top stat. He's gone under this number in 14 of 17 games this season. And I understand that one of them, uh, the overs, I believe, was against Indy. But he's also, uh, no, I'm sorry, it was an under. But he's gone over against Indy prior because of how much more he was playing. Um, because he's not a, a part of this fast break for, for the, the Bucks, and really in terms of um, getting the he'll have to get back a lot on defense as a guy who's playing in the, on the wing and out on the perimeter. He's sort of the guy that you need to get back on deep. One of the guys that you need to get back on defense, but he's not a part of the offensive fast break in any way. His frequency uh, of getting out in transition is lowest on the team alongside Brolo uh, for any guy that's playing in the rotation with any kind of legitimate minutes. I should be specific, but like if you're going to get at me about like AJ Griffin's numbers or AJ Green or whatever, like don't, don't at me. Uh, Chris Middleton and Brolo are the only guys really just not leaking right they're actually getting a few more rebounds here and there and then starting the fast break to by um hitting the outlet man but they're not a part of he's not a part of the fast break he's not a part of scoring in the paint either scoring the third fewest points uh from the paint of any rotation player as well just about six and a half percent of his points coming from down there which is also what the game plan for this bucks team is get to the paint uh and get get buckets on guys like miles turner who yeah good shot blocker coming off of his defender but not a good shot blocker on the guy that he's defending like i said which is going to be a problem if, if brolo's standing out and shooting threes to keep miles turner out or if miles turner wants to guard Giannis, good luck he's going to blow by you so um middleton's not a part of any of that though he's still out there in the mid-range and there's not going to be much need for this team to kick out to other guys like the bucks are scoring a ton of points in the paint a uh, paint 
oddly, continue to attack it against this team, which they've done every time they play them, dominating the points in the paint. That's how Giannis got 54 last game with Chris Middleton in there, by the way, and no uh, Dame Lillard. So uh, Dame Lillard is just going to come back, eat into Chris Middleton's, um, not necessarily minutes, but his usage. Middleton, you'll probably see out there a little bit more with the second unit. Still don't like that that matchup for him. I mean, that that's going to be where he gets his points, right? If, if he goes off against the second unit for the Pacers, then fine. Then that, that's that's what we have to work with. But I still think that the, the minutes of capped at like 26, like I said, Max could see him at 24, which is more likely than, than him to even play 26 or 27 because he's done that way more often, playing less than the 26 I'm even giving him credit for because of the fact that I think, you know, they want to win this game. But one night of rest isn't that much for a guy who they still have on this, this big cap. So we're going to fade Middleton to go under 15 points, something he has not done very often at all. And then we're going to finish up with another under and take it as a uh, total for the game here in this Pellies and Lakers game. And uh, shout out to Nate. He did bring this one to my attention and I got to ride with it because I, I love this bet. And it's definitely one I, I'm going to place as soon as I'm done recording this, probably before I get it up for you. The reasons are very simple. It's the Lakers and the playoffs. That's what we're going with again, right? Like the Lakers slow things down in the playoffs, especially even just not take the regular season since they got rid of Russell Westbrook and everything has sort of slowed down for them and changed the way that they play, especially once they got Jared Vanderbilt likely to play tonight, I think, although he is solicited as day-to-day. Either way, uh, they're on their playoff bullshit, and that's why I like them here. They played at a 78 pace in the fourth quarter versus the Suns. We saw that one end well below this 230.5 total. Both of these teams are top five at limiting points in the paint. So Nate and I are both expecting a bruiser affair more than anything in this one. Uh, the way that the Lakers do want to be able to beat, I th- you know, make sure that they can have the bodies in there to keep Zion from getting his his basically eating right and getting his. They're really going to be able to pack the paint a bit more with LeBron and AD. I do like LeBron's rebounds as he's going to need to help out down low down there as well. Um, And he'll probably be standing down there, like I said, to help out to keep Zion from getting that head of steam. And even if he does, then everybody collapses on him and it's going to be a little bit more of a kickout city for Zion, which is also why I would prefer Trey Murphy's points in this one over 13 and a half for Trey Murphy. Little bonus bet. If you're interested still like the under all correlated to not being able to just get it, what they want at the rim for the Pellies um, relying on a lot more kickouts and Trey Murphy's. They're really only there's the only shooter that I'm like super worried about. Obviously CJ can hit that, but, what people don't realize is CJ is more of a mid-range guy than anything. Honestly, coming off the dribble, not even as good of his uh, of a catch and shoot kind of uh, shooter for CJ. So that's not this isn't really like his style of game either. Although the Lakers are bad against point guards, if you wanted to look at some CJ stuff. Point of the, the point being, all that is game theory being used for an under in this one with the pace probably dropping. The Lakers loving to play slower as of late as well, where they've had some success in their games where they've gone under. Where they, like I said, LeBron needs to pick his spots. That's that's the final point here. If you watch that game last time uh, against the um, the Suns that they just played, LeBron scored all his points in the second, fourth quarter. I mean, there was like a few in the first and third, but for the most part, he was he scored like eighty percent of his points in those two quarters because he needs to conserve his energy. Let's be honest; like he wants to give it his all at the end of the game. He wants to be able to to keep this team's clutch, uh, really solid clutch rating and performances this season. Keep that going. Uh, and in order to do that, he needs the energy that would he, he's conserving from like f- quarters one and three. Then he uses them to sort of end those big quarters that to end the half on a good note to end the game by winning it, obviously. So uh, because of all that, there's some a lot slower play, a lot choppier, uglier offense in the first and third quarters of these Lakers games as well, uh, which is why I do like an under total two thirty and a half. And this one quick review of the bets we've got here. That same game parlay I told you about, India at Milwaukee. We got Giannis 30 plus, Halle Baby 
25 plus points and Lillard also 25 plus points Ingram over 23 and a half Chris Middleton under 14 and a half points and the Pellies and the Lakers to go under 230.5 this is our last game before Saturday and then uh Friday we have a big slate Saturday we have the um the in-season tournament once again so we are going to uh to be looking at the championship game on that day when we come back that's all the time I have for you for Thursday slate. We'll be back with Friday and Saturday, a day off on Sunday. So we'll have some football stuff up with Dieter. Make sure you're checking out the NFL show that I do every Friday with Dieter Kurtbach from Bay Area News Group. He was solid on his picks last week when undefeated. I was all right on the props. I still made some plus money, but we're doing good in that NFL show as well. So appreciate everybody following along. All the love and support. Jump in the comments uh, of the video. Let me know what you think. I had a good time bullshitting with you guys in there about all the garbage that I took for you yesterday. Apologies once again. Stick with me. We're going to do better today, I promise. Um, also wanted to say uh, the uh, Twitter stuff. Follow along on Twitter, Instagram if you want as well. Um, but I am dropping uh, some key stats and info for all you guys who want to learn a bit more. At least have the key stats that I'm looking at to start out all these picks. Uh, things like home road splits, how our team's playing in these matchups, etc. All that for you on Twitter in a nice little thread. So check that out. And until I see you next, happy betting.